0: Welcome into this carrier update and Thomas, we're going to start here with a map that's maybe one of the most important if you're a carrier to, to pay attention to because it can give you an idea of what markets are overbooked and underbooked and where you need to charge more to go into because your opportunities are less and those where, okay, if you get into this market, odds of finding another load are, are pretty good.
1: Exactly. And this is such a great map because this is a map based on contract flows. Everybody else sells you maps saying, check out my truck to load ratio based off my load board postings, which if you're looking for spot and you don't have access to contracted freight as much, sure, that can help sometimes. This here is about 70%, the, uh, the piece de resistance. And one thing to look at, of course, red is there is more, there are more trucks than loads. Blue means we have a more favorable situation for carriers where there are more loads than trucks. And one thing to watch, of course, is that we do see your typical ideas of your your backhaul markets, traditional. Look at Florida over here, upper Northeast. And uh, even though we saw outbound tender market share in the previous carry update, you notice how we saw that change in the parts of Arizona and the Phoenix market. If we look at it contextually from a headhaul index, it's actually negative. So you could get a pump fake where you're thinking, oh yeah, I saw uh, tender volumes are surging out of here. But if you don't know the geography, what's the nature of this market? you may be making some bad decisions when you should have studied with like maybe a Dallas to a Cali, uh, LAX, Ontario area, or even looking parts of Memphis. So there are situations where this will impact your decisions, especially if you're looking at customer tender flows and you wanna solicit because you're, your overall balance is soft.
0: Yeah, it's one of those, I mean, I look at Dallas, right? There's a lot of red markets around there. You think about it, Dallas, a lot of outbound freight, not as much inbound freight, that's why you see it in blue. All the rest of the markets are backhaul. It doesn't account for deadhead miles though. So in an area, Dallas being one, you may see it looks very prominent. It looks like it's a very strong headhaul market, which it is. There's also deadhead factors, right? Carriers are going to enter the market because they know there's more volume there as opposed to a market like Fort Worth or San Antonio or things like that. They're going to move their equipment to find the freight and that can kind of that's where looking at this in conjunction with all of the other maps is so important because you can kind of tell this gives you a okay let me go check out this one and see what's actually happening you go in and see rejections in dallas if they're cratering well it's like okay it looks good but i may not have as many opportunities as i would have if I stayed somewhere else, right? Yeah. So it, it's one of those, it's a balancing act. It, you you can't just use one to look at it. But I look up there in the Midwest, right? Look at your Juliet, your Chicago, your Milwaukee. There's not a whole lot of red around it. Pretty strong region of the country. If you're a carrier, that's what you're looking for, is these head hall markets surrounded by other markets of very similar attributes.
1: Gives you a shot. One great example of this, I wish all pricing people could also see this map because when you're making decisions, sometimes we forget. Let me give you an example. Dumas, Arkansas, right between Texarkana and Little Rock Market, it is a tractor supply inbound feeder and it goes up to Pendleton, Indiana areas, as well as flows into other inbounds like Macon. A problem is if your density is located in the Dallas-Fort Worth market and you don't get enough inbound flow in this market, you're gonna have a situation where making a decision, this may look like a good idea because we're going to price it to deadhead. But the problem being is you're not taking into account operational efficiencies in your clustering to where your inbound tractors may not be able to make it up there in time. We see this happen quite a bit. Another great example, look at the Charlotte market, as well as moving into, uh, I don't know, parts of-
0: Greenville, South Carolina. The
1: Greenville, South Carolina market. Notice how it extends down. You really wanna make sure that not only looking at this, if it's a positive or favorite, but where are my clusters of shippers? Because we can have clusters here and here, and this will be a huge impact because when you're repositioning assets from that Charlotte market, Or if you can't solicit, you can actually shoot yourself in the foot because you've already brought out that mileage band and deadhead, and now you've just caused yourself service issues because you didn't, you know, you recognized on the map, but you also must know that some of these zones are very spread out. There's density. Indianapolis is another great example. You can be all the way up near Chicago, or you could be right near India, you could be even near the bottom, near Evansville. And that can be the difference between feast and famine, because in spite of the fact you won that lane. You may, not have, uh, you may not have operationally sourced it correctly. And now you're getting yelled at. You just lost the lane. Next in the routing guide stepping up, they'll give it a shot. And that's what happens in a soft market.
0: Yep, absolutely. Well, Thomas, thank you so much for this update. We'll be sure to check in with you again one more time before the end of the show. Right now, we'll hand it back over to Bill and Kaylee.